Hey, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Ladies Promoting Transparent Advocacy Podcast. I am your podcast host, Shay Pate. Today is Wonderful Women Wednesday. And as you know, the month of March was the celebration of Women History Month, or as we say, Women Her Story Month. And since this just happens to be the very last day in March, I wanted to celebrate an amazing, wonderful Women Wednesday person. And I'm just going to put it out there. Anybody that knows me knows that I am a big fan of hers, as so many millions of people are. And some of my friends aren't, and that's fine. Everybody has the right to uh, have their opinion of who they like. But she is beyond wonderful, and I just want to celebrate her on the last day of March, which happens to be a Wednesday, and it happens to be the last day of Women Her Story Month. And the amazing person I want to celebrate today is uh, a resident of Georgia, and it is my girl, Stacey Abrams. And I just want to say I am so excited that the NAACP gave her the first ever social justice award. And it was even cooler that our first lady forever, Michelle Obama, was the one who gave it to her. And as usual, Stacy is extremely humble. So, you know, that's just what we expect of who she is. But we got a lot of work to do here in Georgia now because as everybody knows, Georgia them changed their voting rules and laws and it's just ridiculous down here. But I want to celebrate her as an individual, as just a wonderful person and just give you a little more about her background and also celebrate her as the founder of Fair Fight because that's what's getting things done. And as you know, we got these two Senate seats down here, thanks to her and a lot of other people, because she gives everybody their credit, but we know who she is and what she's done. So we are definitely shouting out to Stacey Abrams and she's our wonderful Women Wednesday. Many people know Stacey Abrams as a woman who was running to be the first African-American woman uh, to be a governor in the United States of America. And then they learned after the situation in Georgia, we can call it cheating, we could call it stealing, we can call it a lot of things, but you know what happened. And voter suppression was definitely revealed during her campaign. And then that's when her organization called Fear Fight was born. But I want to talk to people about Stacey as an individual and not just as a politician and give you guys just a little background on her. She's the second of six siblings and she was born, her parents, Robert and Carolyn Abrams, uh, had Stacey in Madison, Wisconsin. And then she was raised in Gulfport, Mississippi. Her family moved to Atlanta where her parents pursued graduate degrees at Emory University, and later they became Methodist ministers. She attended Avondale High School, which is in DeKalb County, Georgia, and as you probably expected, she graduated as valedictorian, and she also was selected for a a a Tellerit Association summer program. While in high school, she was hired as a typist for a congressional campaign. Look at that. 
in high school. She was already involved and she was doing it in an innocent way just as a typist. And that was at the age of 17. She was hired as a speechwriter based on the edits that she did <laughs> when she was a typist. Now look at that. They saw talent in her at 17. And you will hear when she's been um, talked about in the NAACP Image Award as the re first recipient of the Social Justice Award, you will hear her speak at a march on Washington at the age of 19. I hope you guys got to see her because she actually still looks the same. I'm actually laughing because anybody that know me know 19 is my favorite number. And to hear her first national big speech at 19, that kind of just made me feel more connected to her because this is my girl. And I did not know as much as I know about her, we have the exact same middle name. So shout out to Stacy. That's just my personal shout out. Sorry, I digress. But anyway, I wanted to give you guys a little background on her so you don't know her just as the person trying to stop the suppression of voting and realize her path and why I personally think she is amazing. In 1995, she earned her Bachelor's of Art in Interdisciplinary Studies. And it's so funny because I have a degree in that as well. That's funny, but mine's is of science. And that consists of political science, economics, and sociology from Spelman College. And yes, of course, she was magna cum laude. <laughs> <laughs> this woman is amazing. While in college, she worked in the youth services department in the office of Atlanta mayor at the time, Maynard Jackson. And those who are not familiar with Mayor Jackson, he is the Jackson in um, the Atlanta airport. So when you go to Hartfield Jackson, it's named after Atlanta's former mayor who has passed, Maynard Jackson. So she already was bumping, uh, rubbing shoulders with politicians of uh, great statue in the city of Atlanta. She later interned at the United States Environmental Protection Agency, known as the EPA. And as a freshman in 1992, she took part in a protest on the steps of the Georgia Capitol, during which she joined in burning the state flag. At that time, Georgia state flag incorporated the Confederate battle flag, which had, excuse me, which had been added to the state flag in 1956 as an anti-civil rights movement action. The flag was designed by Southern Democrat John Sammons Bell, an attorney and chair of the Democratic Party of Georgia, who was an outspoken supporter of segregation. She also was a Harry S. Truman Scholar. She studied public policy at the University of Texas at Austin's LBJ School of Public Affairs, where she earned a Master of Public Affairs degree in 1998. In 1999, she earned a Juris Doctor from Yale Law School. And for those who don't know what a Jewish doctrine is, that is a law degree. And I wanted to just give you guys a little background on her before we listen to her and her recipient of the first image award for social justice. 
But I wanted to tell you guys, if you want to read some of her work, she has a lot of books out. And I just want to talk about a few. One is called The Minority Leader, How to Lead from the Outside and Make Real Change. That's interesting for me. And I think anyone who is trying to find a way to be a part of change, you might want to look into that book. And she also has, and these are New York Times bestsellers too, by the way. She also has a book called Lead from the Outside, and it's how to build your future and make real change. You keep seeing the pattern, it's about change. And she has a book, Our Time Is Now. And I love the title of this book. And the thing about this book that I like is that right now, I tell people this all the time, especially people of color. In our lifetime, if it's not now, when is it? So if you want to um, check out her books, I suggest you do that. But there's a book that's coming out this year. It's supposed to be released on May 11th. Amazon's already got pre-orders and they got some editorial reviews. So I want to read them. And the name of her book that's coming out in May is entitled While Justice Sleeps. Now, I keep laughing because if you are any we're familiar with my podcast. If you pay attention, I did a episode on All Rise about Lady Injustice. Anybody in the legal system understand Lady Justice and the, and the scales. And those who don't, I want you to do a little bit of research on Lady Justice because, you know, she's supposed to be representing justice being blind and fair. That's why she has the blindfolds on and the scales is supposed to represent equality. But as we know with the justice system, it is not. So I think you guys would really understand the justice system probably a lot better if you uh, read her book called While Justice Sleeps. And I don't usually promote anybody's anything, but I think that promoting her books will give people who want to do something and don't know what to do kind of like a map you know, to maybe getting ideas. And it doesn't have to be go with, uh, it doesn't have to be go with um, her thinking. It may just be guidelines for helping you pan out your thinking and what avenues to take. But I want to read the, they already did reviews on the book. So I just want to read a few of them. And this is on amazon.com. You can read them yourself. But Lisa Gardner said, uh, brilliant and mesmerizing. Abrams follows in Dan Brown's footstep with this masterfully plotted thriller that unfolds like the ultimate chess match. Bold move to bolder move with lives hanging in the balance. Scott Toro wrote, Stacey Abrams is a true novelist and while Justice Sleeps is a first class legal thriller, Favorably compared to many of the best, starting with the Pelican Brief, which it brings to mind, it's fast-paced and full of surprises, and it's a terrific read. Karen Slaughter wrote, In While Justice Sleeps, Stacey Abrams firmly establishes herself as a powerful new player in the crime thriller space, and her heron Avery providing a voice to women everywhere, twisty, clever and full of surprises this will be one one to watch this spring abram proves she is not only a force for change in politics but a force to be reckoned with in fiction too wow you know i think this is so cool and i just want to read one last one by nora roberts stacy abrams delivers a taunt twisty thriller drawing the readers 
into the hollowed halls of the Supreme Court along the strands of a complex web of politics, raw ambition, and deadly deception. You know, Stacy was given the award for the NAACP Social Justice Award. I was really hurt that I could not find, I've looked everywhere for the speech that Michelle Obama gave before Stacy got the award. I could find Stacy giving the award to Steph Curry. I can find Stacy accepting the award, but I could not find Michelle Obama talking to her. I mean, talking about her as she was receiving the award. So the reason why I'm saying this is I did record it live as I was watching it, but the quality isn't as loud as I want it to be. So that's my disclaimer. And before we listen to Michelle talk about uh, Stacy, I was really glad to see that Stacy was the person who gave Steph Curry his award. So I want to give you guys an opportunity to listen to her talk about Steph Curry and why he received the award. And it was so fitting that she is the person that's going to give it to him. So check her out as she's talking about the amazing Steph Curry. My name is Stacey Abrams, and I am honored to present one of this year's NAACP Jackie Robinson Sports Awards to my friend, athlete and trailblazer, Steph Curry. The Jackie Robinson Sports Award is presented to individuals in sports for their high achievement in athletics and their contributions to youth. Past honorees are some of America's most respected, talented, and influential athletes, including LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Wilma Rudolph, and Sugar Ray Robinson. Join the esteemed list of individuals who have taken their superpowers beyond the playing field as an athlete who sprang into action for America's youth when the world was struck with the uncertainty presented during the pandemic. Through their Eat, Learn, Play Foundation, he and wife Aisha Curry provided food to 18,000 children who depended on the school meal program in the wake of Oakland area schools having to close. And to date, Eat, Learn, Play has helped distribute over 15 million meals. Recognizing his influence with 44 million combined followers on social media, Steph used his platform to educate Gen Z on COVID-19 in a conversation with Dr. Fauci. He also launched a video series called State of Inspiration to inform youth through discussion with various experts in areas that are affecting our nation today, in which I was a guest. Prior to that, Steph pursued the call to service with his efforts such as Nothing But Net by raising awareness and support in the fight against malaria, which is taking the lives of our children in Africa. And he most recently launched Curry Brand, a purpose-driven legacy brand powered by Under Armour, whose mission is to create opportunity and increase access for youth sports across the country. Here is Steph Curry. Wow, that's so cool. I thought it was cool that when she... I, a lot of the stuff, I'm going to be honest, I'm a big sports fan. I did not know about Steph and Aisha. And I was really glad to see they chose her to give the award. But we are going to talk about the award she received. And as I mentioned, I could not find a version of Michelle Obama's speech. So I'm just going to play the part that I did record. And then I found a clearer version. I did record Stacy's speech as well, but I found that on YouTube where it was a lot louder and clearer. So you will hear discrepancy in the volume, and I'm just giving you my disclaimer regarding that. 
And after you hear her acceptance speech where she's standing looking beautiful and purple at Tyler's, Tyler Perry studio, that's so funny. Um, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about her organization, Fair Fight. So check this out. This is the former and our always first lady, Michelle Obama, talking about Stacey Abrams as the first ever recipient of the NAACP Social Justice Award. Time and again, that she can never be underestimated. I'm speaking, of course, about my friend Stacey Abrams, the first ever winner of the NAACP's Social Justice Impact Award. From her fight to end voter suppression to the example she sets for young leaders of tomorrow, Stacy has always understood that organizing on the ground is the best way to crack a ceiling. It's how you register an amazing 800,000 new voters. It's how you send a black pastor to represent the state of Georgia in the U.S. Senate. And it's how you deliver a general election to the only candidate with the strength to say that black lives matter. But what impresses me most about Stacey is that we all know that after her gubernatorial race in 2018, she would have been well within her rights to throw up her hands and just walk away from politics. But she did just the opposite. She doubled down. She put even more of her energy into this beautiful country of ours, and she brought a whole lot of people along with her. Thankfully, she's just getting started, and I know she'll make an even bigger difference in the years ahead. A beacon of hope, a role model for a younger generation. At the age of 19, Stacey Abrams mobilized students for the 30th anniversary of the March on Washington. I come to you as a young black woman to ask you to use us, use the young people of the United States of America to pave a road that will last forever. In 2007, she was elected to the Georgia House of Representatives, where she served for a decade, rising to the post of minority leader. We have to have women who stand up against oppression, and that wakes me up every morning, and that makes me fight even harder. She made history when she was nominated for governor in 2018. That is my mission to serve you, but lost in a contested election marked with accusations of voter suppression. She refused to retreat, selflessly committing herself to taking on those who would deny others their most fundamental of rights. The foundation of our moral leadership around the globe is free and fair elections, where voters pick their leaders, not where politicians pick their voters. Her profile grew across the nation after she founded Fair Fight Action, demanding changes in voter registration laws to increase the number of eligible voters. We've got time to redouble our efforts and triple our efforts and make sure that no one feels left out. The results? A critical win in Georgia for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and the election of Reverend Warnock and John Ossoff to the United States Senate. She's building a foundation for our community and our country's future. A nominee for the Nobel Peace Prize and the recipient of this year's NAACP Social Justice Impact Award. Her courage, it's contagious. Her approach is inclusive. 
that her eyes are fixed on the mountaintop that has always brought out the best within us. And that's why it's my honor to present the inaugural NAACP Social Justice Impact Award to the unstoppable Stacey Abrams. Congratulations. Thank you to the NAACP for honoring me with the first Social Justice Impact Award. I appreciate the recognition, but more importantly, I am grateful for the NAACP's century of dedication to racial justice, democracy, and equality. I was raised by my parents, the Reverends Robert and Carolyn Abrams, to see the challenges in our world as opportunities to act. They taught me and my five siblings that having nothing was not an excuse for doing nothing. Instead, they showed us by word and deed to use our faith as a shield to protect the defenseless, to use our voices to call out injustice, and to use our education and our time to solve the problems that others turn away from. I give thanks to those who came before, who used their hands and too often their lives to create the future we deserve. The giants and the foot soldiers who never let their circumstances stop them from fighting to ensure that this nation lived up to its ideals. I stand beside the organizers and activists who refuse to allow the stubborn realities of systemic injustice to stop them from protesting in the streets, at the ballot boxes, and in the halls of power. I share this award with all those who champion progress, equity, and the truth of who we are and who we must become as a nation. One that defends and expands democracy, that protects justice as a current promise, not a future hope. One that delivers equality and equity, knowing that both are required. And that together, we are a nation of impact. Thank you again for this incredible honor. I want you guys to know more about Stacy the person and not just the politician. And I want to talk about the titles of three of her books. And she has a fourth book coming out this year. As I mentioned, I want to talk about Fair Fight. I am always posting things that Stacy and Fair Fight are doing when I was campaigning for people to get out to vote. With uh, I was making sure I was in touch with Fair Fight's action, LeBron James more than the vote, and of course the NAACP legal action, excuse me, legal defense fund. So I wanted to tell some people about Stacy as the founder of Fair Fight, and you can find this on their Meet Our Founder page. But I just wanted to read it for those who are not willing to do that. It says, Stacey Abrams is a political leader, voting rights activist, and New York Times bestselling author. After serving for 11 years in the Georgia House of Representatives, seven as Democratic leader, in 2018, Abrams became the Democratic nominee for governor of Georgia, winning at the time more votes, hmm, don't that sound familiar, than any other Democrat in the state's history. Abrams was the first black woman to become the governor, okay, the governor, the governor, excuse me, the governor nominee, we're just going to say that, for a major party in the United States. And as I mentioned, <clears throat> she was the first black woman and first Georgian to deliver a response to the State of the Union. Oh, I mentioned that in a previous episode. I'm sorry. You will see I did an episode with Stacey Abrams and Meghan Markle, ironically, uh, a couple months ago. So check that out. 
After witnessing the gross mismanagement of the 2018 election by the Secretary of State's office, who happens to be the governor who was running against her at the time he was still Secretary of State. So you can see why it's so easy to believe that he was able to suppress the vote because it was in his best interest and he ended up winning. And that's Brian Kemp. So keep that in mind. Abrams launched Fair Fight to ensure every American has a voice in our election system through programs such as Fair Fight 2020, an initiative to fund and train voter protection teams in 20 battleground states. Over the course of her career, Abrams have found multiple organizations devoted to voting rights, training and hiring young people of color, and tackling social issues in both the state and national levels. In 2019, she launched Fair Count to ensure accuracy in the 2020 census and greater participation in civic engagement and the Southern Economic Advancement Project, a public policy initiative to broaden economic power and build equity in the South. Abrams is a lifetime member of the Council on Foreign Relations, where she serves on the Subcommittee on Diversity. As a <clears throat> excuse me, as a next generation fellow of the American Assembly of United States Global Policy and the Future of International Institutions, she also served as a discussion leader, editor, and essay contributor. She was also selected a Salzburg Seminar Fellow on East Asian Studies, an American Marshall Memorial Fellow, an American Council of Young Political Leaders Fellow, a Council on Italy Fellow, a British American Project Fellow, and a U.S. Russian Young Leaders Fellow. As a top-ranking Democrat in Georgia, she traveled to and met with leaders in South Korea, Israel, and Taiwan, and she worked closely with several members of the consular corps. Her international policy travel includes Australia, Austria, Belgium, Bulgaria, Canada, France, Israel, Italy, the Netherlands, South Korea, Switzerland, Taiwan, and the United Kingdom. Abrams is a member of former Secretary of State John Kerry's World War Zero Bipartisan Coalition on Climate Change. She has been a featured speaker at the Aspen Ministers Forum, the Kerry Initiative, Yale Jackson Institute of Global Affairs, the National Security Action Forum, and the Council on Foreign Relations, as well as a contributor to Foreign Affairs Magazine. She is the recipient of the John F. Kennedy New Frontier Award and a current member of the Board of Directors for the Center for American Progress. Abrams has also written eight romantic suspense novels under the pen name Selena Montgomery. Uh-oh, let me stop with that. Because when I pulled up her books, I did see romantic books by Selena Montgomery. I did not realize, I didn't understand why they kept coming up. But this just explained it. So she doing her romantic suspense writing as well. So check out Selena Montgomery, a.k.a. Stacey Abrams. See, this is why I like to do research and find out things because anybody that know me know I know a lot about Stacey, not just because I was one of her campaign captains during her run for governor, but because I 
do a lot of research on her and I try to stay involved with things she's doing in the community here in Georgia when it comes to voting rights. So this is something I had no clue. And I kept trying to figure out why these books kept coming up when I was trying to tell you guys about books of hers. Now this explains it. And this is why I wish people would read the narratives and also listen to some of the things that I've done research on that you may not know. Because all of this, I'm not going to lie, I did not know. So go ahead, romantic uh, Stacy. <laughs> anyway, in addition to the New York Times bestseller selling lead from the outside in Our Time Is Now. Wow. And as I mentioned previously about all her degrees and her background, so I always like to give people some personal information about people because usually if you don't know them, you only know what TV tells you. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't do research. So I wanted to make sure that I gave you guys a background on her as a person first so that you guys can understand this amazing woman. And, you know, everybody's talking about her nomination for the Nobel Peace Prize. And I know there's a lot of scientists and a lot of inventors and a lot of people in that category. But you have to give Stacy a lot of credit because she, yes, more than a vote and uh, Black Votes Matter and a whole bunch of organizations, especially here in Georgia, were behind the amazing victory for two senators, as they say about each other, one is the black Southern man minister and one is a young Jewish man. They came and took over the rankings of the Senate seats in Georgia. And Stacy was a major, 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 major part of that. And also a major, major, major part of why we had President Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. So she's done a lot. She's, she, you know, I know other people helped her, but she is the driver of the train. Let's just put it like that. And I think she deserves to get a Nobel Peace Prize and hope you guys do as well. So we're going to keep our fingers crossed and prayers up for Stacey getting that award. You know, a lot of people don't know about or care about politics, which I feel, especially in the African-American community, we need to do a little more um, getting involved. But I just want to explain something from my personal experience. Since I've been in Atlanta, I have been very fortunate or maybe I'm fortunate to work with either politicians or people running for things. I have worked for three people running for mayor. I've met previous mayors in that endeavor because if you pay attention to politics, a majority of the politicians start off as lawyers first. So I've worked for a lot of famous judges, a lot of famous civil rights leaders, a lot. I don't want to put them all out there, but I can at least name 12 that I have personally come in contact with who are legendary. And I've worked with them, for them, around them, met them. And one of the things that I was thinking about when I was doing this episode on Stacy is about the suppression, uh, voting suppression laws that Georgia just passed. Now, pay attention to what's really happening because remember, Brian Kemp was the Secretary of State who ran against Stacey. And everybody keeps asking me, and I'm going to just put my opinion. I'm not going to say anything I know. I'm just going to say this as a podcast host and my opinion 
that if Stacey runs against Brian Kemp again as governor, she will mop him, mop him, mop him. She will, I mean, look what she has done. She will win the governorship. And I believe that's why Brian Kemp hurried up and signed these voting rights acts to try to get the black voters out of the voting process when he runs for governor again. But if that is the case, which I would bet everything on it that it is, we have to remember we have a voice. We show the state of Georgia show the world that we are tired of things being back in the 60s and they're trying to take us back. And even though Kemp thinks that if Stacey runs against him, these new laws will change her her um, possibility of beating him, we're going to have to show him that that is not the case. So pay attention to what's really happening. As I always tell people, the local voting makes a difference because all these states that are changing these voter suppression laws, they got the legislature in the state that are Republicans doing this. That's why local elections matter. And I believe that Kemp signed these these laws really quickly because he does not want to run up against Stacey Abrams again as governor because she is going to win. So keep those things in mind when you um, go out and vote next year and when it's time for the governor's race. I just need to put my two cents in on that because People really are saying they don't care about stuff. But when you start losing things, not just during the pandemic, after the pandemic, as is happening in the African-American community, jobs and homes and all that, pay attention to this because this will affect you whether you believe it or not. I just need to put my two cents in. I just wanted to end the wonderful Women Wednesday episodes for Women's History Month with my shero. It's no secret. Stacey Abrams. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and learned some things about Stacey that you did not know because a lot of people don't know anything about her other than she ran for governor and she had a major impact on the voting in the state of Georgia. But as I mentioned then, and I will continue to say that it changed everything because it gave us a little more power in voting with uh, some of the things that Joe Biden wants to get done. But we have to keep pushing. We still got this pandemic out here. And I know a lot of people are getting a vaccine. And I just ask you still to be very mindful of the fact that a lot of people are not getting a vaccine and are not wearing masks and are not social distancing. So I'm going to ask you guys to uh, please social distance and wear masks, especially if you are not getting a vaccine, because if you don't want to be protected, at least protect those around you. So I'm going to end this uh, marvelous, marvelous, marvelous month of March and I know this is Wonderful Women Wednesday, but because it was a Women's History Month, I have to call it a marvelous month of March with my girl, Stacey Abrams. And as I mentioned, I decided to take the entire month of April off. I got a lot going on um, personally. It's all positive. And at my job, our law firm's doing some adjustments and I... um I, I want to do some as well. I can't really talk about it yet until it's actually official. So when I come back in May, hopefully I will tell you the wonderful legal adjustment that I am doing at my firm. So please follow me um, on Twitter at Advocacy Ladies. That's capital A as in advocacy, capital L as in ladies. And please 
like I have told you, if you have any questions, comments, or subjects you want me to talk about or look into, give us a call at 404-855-7723. And if you just want to send an email, you can do that as well at podcasthostshapepotay19 at gmail.com. Those are all small letters. And definitely check us out on any of the podcast apps. And I definitely want you guys to follow me because it looked like we're getting ready to open up this year. I got my little handheld with the equipment that I can carry around with me so I don't have to take so much equipment. I want to get out into the streets, not just in Georgia, but I'm coming to Pittsburgh. I got something I'm working on. I will have more details about coming to Pittsburgh uh, after a meeting I'm having with some people in Pittsburgh tomorrow. And I'm really excited. So hopefully when I come back in May, I will have a lot of details of what's what I'm going to try to do up in Pittsburgh, what I'm going to try to do here in Atlanta, and what I'm going to try to do just around America and the world to try to continue to be a bridge to give people information and to still hold people accountable. Because as I mentioned, we are under social and cultural category as a podcast with the subcategory of excuse me, subcategory of news, politics, and still accountability for politicians and corporations. So, you know, I like to tell you that my favorite question is and will continue to be, what do you have to say? Thank you for listening.